When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Episode 111. Thank you for the real ones who have been here with us for all 111 episodes. Brian, we had a fun uh, live hang on Sunday night for UFC. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm doing great. My NASCAR lineups aren't looking so hot. (laughs) Yeah, I turned it on right as we started, and you alerted me to the fact that all of the chalk uh, dominator guys were pretty much already toast. Yeah, pretty much everything except Truex is still, still holding strong. Yeah, I'm pulling up my exposures right here. I had Kyle Busch at 85% and Keselowski at 67%. Yep, yeah, I was at like 65 Bush and 50 Keselowski. A little better, but not much. It's such a tease when you see the Kurt Busch, because for a second you can convince yourself that it's Kyle and then uh, it never is. Yeah, yeah. Um, d- depending on where you guys are watching us, we, uh, I think this, or well, Saturday we had this set up too, but we got it on my Periscope. Uh, and then we also have it on YouTube. I see Carlos Soto in the chat on YouTube. So, uh, you can pick your platform, uh, as you choose. Lowell's is uh, platform agnostic. We are, we are the show of the people giving it to them where they want it. Yes, we are. Um, uh, Jake Hurry's in the chat. I, don't, I think he give he gave up on NASCAR, and this is a perfect reason why. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Thomas is coming in hot, just right out of the gate. Best PGA play. Like we are trying to do a little build up, a little foreplay, if you will. That's a little bit of a golf pun there. And Thomas just comes in. He wants to <laughs> dine and dash the best play. Get the hell out of here. I like this kid's style. Yeah, <laughs> we should just do all picks. All picks. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brian and I have talked a lot about like what we want this show to be. And we do want to transition to being kind of a pick type show where we list our favorite plays, um, completely price and ownership agnostic and really with nothing to back it up, but we will give you our picks. The, uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's a, a great gig when you get just, we both said our highest two guys were Kyle Busch and Kozlowski, who are dead last. Yeah. And someone immediately wants picks in another sport for some like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Shawn Michael. NASCAR is objectively the worst DFS sport. Uh, I am inclined to agree with you. Do What would even be our second place? I feel like we might have had this conversation before. Or we were talking worse sweats. Yeah, yeah. It, so, like – it's, it's tough to say overall it's the worst sport because it's still got some huge prize pools. Yeah. 
and didn't didn't have a million last week or something huge like 250k to first so like that's gonna be better than this australian football leagues that they've just pumped out you know what i mean like yeah australian football leagues is probably funnier more fun to watch but uh unless you're getting you know those 100k price pools that changes everything yeah and i also do just we we are talking nascar i want to give my thoughts and prayers out to all the nascar fans that tune in for the confederate flag with it no longer being waved at these events i know they're going through tough times so you guys just stay strong it will be okay um but nascar is now in a post-confederate flag world um, just wanted to make sure those people feel seen and heard. Uh, we have Gangsta Gator wanting us to talk a little Australian rugby. We haven't even mentioned that. Are you going to get in those rugby streets now that DraftKings is offering it? I looked at it, of course. It's uh, <laughs> 80K for the first GPP showdown. So that's kind of promising, just a showdown. I don't know how many games they play every day. Are they even going to have regular ones? I think there was a three-gamer that they posted. Um, did you did you look at it all? I didn't. I just saw the tweets and stuff, but I just – I mean, we got so many sports going back. I'm like, I yeah. don't know if I'm getting into it. It's Yeah, if they, if they would have had it two and a half, three months ago. Oh, yeah. Then we, then we could have rock and rolled. But, like um, – they have let me I'm counting right now. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine roster spots. <laughs> nine roster spots in a showdown. And the player pool looks like it's not huge. <laughs> yeah. They have like twenty-five players listed, but most of them are out. I, I mean, thoughts and prayers also to all the DFS content providers out there trying to struggle to uh, to find an Australian uh, football expert tout to uh, to rally behind right now. I mean, I imagine there's someone in a war room right now who's learning Australian league football as they, best as they can. They never seem to have a problem to immediately find an expert, though, do they? Yeah, I think that was like – throughout quarantine, it's been Vegas Dave – in the war rooms for who can quickly spin up, you know, an industry thought leader uh, <laughs> on a specific sport. But man, they are, uh, I don't know how they do it. I'm impressed. It seems like Vegas Dave has even given up on that. He's just showing pictures of his, his Ferrari or whatever that is and, and money and houses and stuff like that. He doesn't even tout the, the ping pong matches anymore. Yeah, he um he's kind of he's had quite the uh, I'm gonna share the screen here. I got um a little. I was pulling up these Australian uh, rules here. I was just curious even what these positions are. Um, we got the 20k tagger. I assume that's an Australian league's position. Um, two forwards, four middle fielders, two defense, and I don't know what that is. I clicked it out before <laughs> it showed me what it was. I don't, I don't, is anyone in the chat going to play Australian rugby? I mean, I don't know. Um, what's, the, what's the overlay on it? Here, I, it's oh, got to really? be. Oh, I clicked the 222. That's probably not the price point for most of us. Well, they're, they're, it's like live in nine hours and it's what, a quarter full? Yeah. So there'll probably be overlay, but I mean, Jesus. How do you know yeah. if there's any odds on it? I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah, oh, here we go. I got the uh, – it's a 15% rake. Uh, right now there's 70% overlay, and it is live in nine hours. So that, that bad boy is definitely going to overlay, right? Yeah, Yeah. you figure. Unless those Aussies roll in, you know, in the morning. <laughs> and oh, yeah. It up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure the robot Osimo is hard at work on his projections, right? I, you know, I think he might, he might not do this one. It'll be interesting to see. And it's also, it looks like the start time is another horrible Chicago start time. So he might not even, yeah, not even bother. That's the thing with these sports. Like, I just don't know how they expect them to take off when they're just the absolute worst start times, like 5:40 AM, 4:40 AM for you. That's, that's brutal. Do you think it's like, okay. So the, the, the one positive I was thinking for DFS players is, is like maybe people from Australia will see all the other sports and get into it. Oh, but that it's a marketing that. tool. Yeah. And then the second thing is a backup. So like, let's say COVID comes back hardcore in America, they're ready to go with all these different sports and maybe it doesn't hit Australia or something. Yeah. 
That's uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that that could make sense. I I would be fascinated to see their data. Um, like, can you even play? Like, I know because some of the countries you're not. It's not even legal to play. Like, can the people in uh, South Korea can they play DraftKings? I doubt it. Um, I don't know because like they're 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 pretty they're pretty uh, big on not gambling there, right? Yeah. 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 So you probably you're yeah you probably have no luck. They I mean and they're public so they're publicly traded now, so you have to abide by the the rules of the countries you do business in. You know you can't just go poker stars rogue, and just say ah oh, sorry we're gonna we're gonna keep offering our product even though the government isn't in into it. So, I bet not. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Sorry guys. I think we're I I've given everything I can about Aussie league football for now. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to become a thought leader in this sport. And I just don't know if I have it in me guys. There's going to be no Aussie rules live streams. I'm, I'm assuming. Let's we're, we're going to get to PGA, but let's talk a little bit about another sport. Uh, some would call it the bedrock foundation of this very show, the titular sport, if you will, League of Legends has its online championship on Friday, five-game LEC slate. Brian, how are you feeling about this? I well, it's uh, the biggest. I think the biggest LOL prize pool, right? Ever. Yeah. So we got five hundred fifty-five dollar entry. They've been doing lots of qualifiers. We got a hundred thousand dollars up top plus the seat into the DraftKings tournament of champions, which I mean, I think means you are part of a tournament with a chance to win a million. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. And in league of legends, man, there could be a lot of ties, even though it's a five gamer, there's still a decent amount. There's still a decent amount of dupes. And I think I sent you, and now I'm even forgetting what it was. They said that it would be like a, a tiebreaker slate to figure out who goes if, if there are first place ties. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know why they just don't do the random. Just random. Randomize yeah. it. We got Eli Reason saying, I thought this was a Rocket League channel. You know, it was, but we were so distraught over them canceling the slate um, yeah. that um, we will never mention Rocket League again on this show. Was that like the third one they've canceled? How many times can you cancel a slate? I mean, why even offer that product? I don't know. It's, uh, you know, they're pot committed. Um, but seriously, so I was trying, I, I was doing a few qualifiers a while ago and I didn't qualify, but I'm sitting here, you know, there was a point, Brian, where I was the preeminent LOL thought leader. I feel like I got to use, deep uh reach into my bankroll and fire a bullet at this don't you uh, that would be a nice uh nice crown plus the money too what if you took this down you solo took this down with a single bullet and then you and then you and then you took down the DraftKings tournament champions i mean talk about putting lulls on the map i mean what a marketing story <laughs> what? so we have 850 teams you mentioned that there are going to be uh, most likely lots of dupes. It is a five gamer, which is nice. Um, what do you, how many, how many four, three teams or what percentage of the 850 do you think will be four, three teams? Probably, probably over. Uh, I mean, you know, they, the, the field has gotten sharper since I've looked into that, but I think it was like 50% mm-hmm. last I looked. That sounds about right on a five a five gamer. People will be more willing to do a four three, and you know four three either way. So four three with the captain or three four with the captain. Yeah. And have you been playing um, all of these two game slates? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, it's it's dupe, dupe city. So like today, this morning, I was in first till like the last second. Uh, points adjustment. I think I was tied with it was what fifty whatever it was the first place, and I think it was like three thousand split. And yeah. then, um, and then I dropped to second, which was twentieth. So nineteen ties for first. And then on what day is today? Wednesday. And then so I guess on the day before I was in first, it was another one of those you lose if you max enter. So I lost, even though I took first again. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I saw the one where the other day where Osmo had won. I didn't know if you were in that train too, but it was like a 55-way first-place tie. That was probably it. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't sound fun. But the five-gamer, that should open things up at least a little bit, right? Yeah, it's not going to be nearly as bad as the two-gamer. Yeah. it's Again, like I said, the problem is it's. it's I think it's just broken. Like it's tough to go insanely fading to get your dupe your dupes down and still have like a realistic chance of winning because the correlations are just so strong in this sport. Yeah. Yep. That, that is really the hard thing. Cause it's, I mean, I guess what in the two gamers, you've probably been getting creative with four, two ones, three, three ones, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mixing a mansion and all of it. And then like in the four, two, one, you could captain up your two. So like, like let's yeah. you know, an ADC support and then four for a team. Um, it, uh, it, you know, you're going to be more than unique that way, but you know, you're giving up a lot of the correlation that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I could see that taking something down. You might, you might not need to go that crazy in a five gamer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be uh, interesting. I, I think I got to get back in those streets. Bankroll management, be damned. I, I mean, just a chip in a chair, right? One chip, a chair, and a dream. <laughs> this could be a big one. Yeah. If you if you think this one and then get that seat, you never know. That's right. It's just I need it back. Like you know, I I rose to the ranks at one point. I believe what was I like the thirty seventh ranked esports DFS player in the world. And I just plummeted and plummeted to the point where I can't even bring myself to look at those rankings anymore. This this is the redemption story, right? This is the hero's arc. This is that valley before the final conclusion of success. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. There can be no other way. Um, the uh, uh, the thing with those rankings, though, remember, is it's not just League of Legends. So if there was a League of Legends only ranking, you might be a little higher. Yeah. Um, it is interesting timing. I mean, this is probably, wouldn't you say this is one of the more action packed DFS weeks we've had since, you know, we first started the show in that we got NASCAR going on. Now we got league of legends online championship. We got PGA starting tomorrow. We got another MMA slate on Saturday. I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, set of contests there. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the highest, right? Yeah, uh, the most amount of of events. Um, it's pretty pretty sweet. No baseball though. Yeah, no no baseball. What I haven't even been following that closely. Is it is it just the the negotiations are just falling apart between the owners and the players union? Yeah, I I just read what the touts say on Twitter. What the DFS touts say on Twitter. So the like most of them are pretty pessimistic of, of like the season even happening. Yeah. Um, at least NBA's coming back though. They've agreed. Yeah, that'll that'll be fun, isn't it? It's going to be crazy overlap with the NFL season, though, right? Uh, you know, I didn't even look. I just know that I think they're going to really, they're going to really put a bunch of games in a row. So, which is nice for for DFS because they do have a decent amount of two gamers. That's pretty annoying. Yeah, in the NBA season, right? Oh, so you're saying you, they'll probably be like way more four gamers? Yeah, like, yeah, like minimum five or six. I would I would guess. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk some golf. It is back. Um, have you done, I actually, normally I'm a little behind, but I have done my, um, my first pass and made some lineups. Um, I figure we can, we can take some questions, maybe compare some of our exposures that we've had and then maybe finish up, um, or a little later build a lineup. We'll take any questions too. Um, do you have any overall thoughts on on this slate, um, other than it being kind of the the wild west without us having any recent form and stuff like that? Um, nothing groundbreaking. The uh, I'm getting pretty spread out ownership, so it feels like the projected ownership levels are pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was getting uh, extremely spread out exposures as well. Um, I think my highest right now, I do have Rory, who I th- obviously is going to be popular. I think I have him at like 31%, which is um, my highest guy. 
Yeah, it's tough. He usually gets projected at like a couple clicks lower than he actually turns out to be. Yeah. Um, you know, for this week, I'm going to do two separate 150s. I usually don't do that. Oh, wow. But I think I'm going to pull the trigger. Uh, what What's your thought process behind that? So I'm going to just the Millie Maker is going to have its own 150, and then I'm going to be have like a regular 150 for like the higher buy-in ones and whatever out like the the the, the 150s that aren't the Millie Maker. Yeah. Okay. And, and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting thing um, because that's something I've thought about uh, a lot lately. Of you know, because I generally. I generally play 20 max, three max, single entry, but then I will, you know, sometimes do, you know, the mini max 150, or I'll do a handful of lineups in the big Millie contests in thinking about, you know, are these sets that I'm making actually the right sets for those specific contests? Yeah. There's a lot of FOMO where if you put the wrong one in, you know, a three max, and then that would have been a monster Millie maker lineup or something like how do you live with yourself after that? So making, you know, 300 lineups, you never know which one's going to be the best, even though you're trying to like optimize for the specific, specific, uh, contest. You know, yeah. well, the thing too about PJ, I want to pull up here. Um, arch nemesis of the show, uh, Drewby, I saw it was earlier in the week. He had a tweet showing how um, just some slight pivots can here it is can affect your um, your dupe estimation. So he had three lineups here that all added up to ninety percent total ownership, salary cap all maxed out. Um, mm-hmm. But the dupe estimate you see here for all fifteen percent golfers, you mix in two ten percent, the dupe goes down by about a point. And then if you have two sub 5% golfers in there, it, it cuts in half again. Um, what are your thoughts about that as far as kind of looking at, or that you can't just look at overall percentage done. You need to look at how that, uh, overall is added. Yeah, no. And, uh, I've done some research on it as well. And, Figuring out exactly what the dupes will be is pretty tough to know. Um, but this is basically about the same as uh, what we've come up with. And um, I'm assuming he's got some sort of sum product in his regressions or however he's trying to figure this out. Yeah, he also had um, the just looking, I believe, what was this from? I don't know where this full data set is pulled from, but just showing um, the percentage of entries that use all of the salary. So mm-hmm. seeing almost half the field is using $50,000 worth of salary. So, I mean, wouldn't you say even just as an immediate, you know, differentiator, taking $100 off, maxing your salary cap at 49.9, like that's just already a massive step toward being unique. Yeah, if you like don't want to go through your lineups and like edit them, that's a quick way to do it. But if you have like a 50k lineup with 35% total ownership, you're probably okay. Yeah. So, it's a combination of the product sum product total and of salary and the salary left on the table. Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to mention, you said you were you're gonna make a separate set. Now, when I was doing my um running my lineups, I was noticing that I was just getting a ton of lineups, even if they did use a lot of the salary, that had multiple guys under five percent owned. Um, you know, are would you be willing to keep some 50k salary lineups that have some really unique plays in there? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the two options I'm mulling over. I'm going to do it right after this this show. I'm going to finalize it and then wake up in the morning, make sure there's no withdrawals. But is going individual individually, like I was saying, and making sure any any salaries that are you know forty nine nine or higher don't have a, like a threshold of ownership that I don't want to that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, 
right? And the less salary, the more ownership I'm willing to stick with. Right. Yeah, and the, I guess too for me, you know, I've only started playing PGA uh, regularly, uh, about, you know, for about maybe ten slates before even uh, uh, COVID hit. So I am I am not the guy to talk to about it. But it is like when you just see the levels of ownership compared to some of these other sports we've been playing, or you know, we see Keselowski and Bush here at fifty percent. I mean, even the top plays because there's so many golfers are only getting to you know 20 25% especially in the big contests that it it doesn't seem like you have to worry about dupes as much unless you're jamming all the salary and all the chalk plays yeah i mean it all, it makes sense because if you just look at the vegas odds rory has a uh, like 11% you know 9 or 10% adjusted for vig chance to win yeah um so you know, let's say he's 25% owned. He's only got a 9% chance to win, and he's got to win. Or maybe second with a ton of, you know, birdie bogey combinations or something. Yeah. Um, but he's basically got to win. So in yeah. PGA, you can see a bunch of crazy lineups win in PGA. A lot of weird weird stuff can happen. Yeah. And the field reflects that, why the ownership's so spread out. Yeah. So I will throw out um, my the guy that popped up uh, after Rory for me as one of my big exposures, and it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. Um, I have Ian Poulter uh, as my second highest owned guy right now. Did uh, can you make me feel better and say you had a decent amount of Poulter? Well, let me look. And this isn't final. I just did this for the show, but uh, yeah. I don't have a ton of them. But <laughs> but I do have. A silver lining for you. Give it let to me. me. Let, let me ref- refresh this. He's got some sneaky good head-to-head odds. Hmm. So if you look, he's favored over Joaquin Neiman, mm-hmm. who's kind of like a young phenom uh, player. Yeah. And um, but most like winning odds on most sites have Neiman f- ha- having a better chance. Hmm. And these head-to-head data are two-way lines, so they're a little sharper, and I think they get a decent amount of action. And it depends on the site you go to, but I actually noticed that earlier and um, made an adjustment, and I still didn't get a ton of them. But um, you know, that is that is something. What, what's your what's your uh, total ownership on them? Uh, let, let's see. I am at twenty-five percent. Okay. So you're going to be way over the field. I mean, that's that's honestly that's what I do. That's kind of how I played up until this point. Was I'd have a guy uh, like at least two or three guys who are in that three to five percent range yep. where I, I'd crush the field with them. Yeah, with ownership. I yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Here's one other thing that I think is interesting um, is so right now it seems like a lot of ownership, you know, we have the classic dynamic of the studs and duds, right? We got Rory at 11, eight, we got Rom at 11, Justin Thomas, 10, six, Webb Simpson, nine, eight. Like those are the projected highest owned guys right now. So to fit in a couple of those guys, you need the punt plays. So the punt play everyone seems to be gravitating toward right now is this Harris English at 7,500. Yeah. And his ownership is right now, I'm seeing it uh, around like 10 to 12 percent. Okay. Um, I have a little higher than that, but okay. yeah, around there. Based on what I've seen just from tout speak and articles, I, I'm going to guess that that's going to get steamed up even yeah. higher. Um, so to me, the other thing is like making a pivot in that range. Um, and so Poulter at 73 for 200 less than the chalky. Harris English seems like a, a decent play, although I might be a little too aggressive with the pivot right now. Yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit, but no, I don't think that's insane. Um, yeah. Ryan Palmer Ryan. is a nice pivot, and there, there here's another a guy who is favored in the head-to-head match over English, but the odds say uh, different on different sites, and the ownership is different. So that could be, you know, it kind of goes back to my first video on ownership where if you have the same two players you know basically the same two players and one is more higher owned you make 
more money by going with the other guy. Yeah. Like yeah. The same two players. Yep. yep. And so like these head to head matches, if you're just going to eyeball it and you're not going to like put together a model and stuff like that, you could, you could use those to kind of help break ties. Help make your, yeah. Help break ties, make your pivot. So if you did, so if you want, if your narrative is Harris English is going to come in higher because so many Twitter touts are touting him. Where can I look? And that's that's one spot. I don't have the salaries right in front of me, but other guys I like Benny Ann and Billy Horschel right there. Yeah, let me um, – I can pull up here. I can look up – what do we got? Horschel, 74. Mm-hmm. Um, Ann, 74 as well. Yeah, so they're all right there. And um, uh, Kevin Na. Na we got at 76. So, yeah. Um, Na's really a hit or miss guy. Yeah, which is, which is which you want you want like two types of players in my opinion anyways you want like a Phil Mickelson or a Kevin Na type of guy so like Phil Mickelson not Phil anymore really but you know two three four five years ago he, he he's super aggressive and super erratic but super talented so I said super there like ten times so he gets like he'll go bogey birdie bogey birdie bogey birdie which sucks and for winning but it's great for DFS. Tony Finau can do this sometimes too, but obviously he's younger and has more talent at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like one of the guys you're looking for. And the other is like a boom bust guy where Kevin, nah, he can be out in the first day for you. Yeah. But he could be, you know, slightly lower own guy who just for some reason wins a tournament here or there. So, and I did believe I read somewhere that the cut line is a little tighter going forward now. Did you see that? Yeah, it was unless they dropped it again, it was changed like whatever a few months ago to 65. 65. Okay, yeah, that's what I saw. And it depends on the tournament, but this is just a normal tournament, so it should be 65. I didn't even look, but um, based on the cut line odds and stuff, it looks to be about 65. Yeah. And I think too, you know, even the the touts I've read this week, you know, everyone's kind of throwing their hands up in the air because you know, you know, recent form is something I think a lot of models uh, rely on, and people saying like, I, I don't know what you know is going to happen. There's just not much to go on. So to me, at the very least, what that says is you should be breaking uh, ownership ties against all of these chalky guys, especially in the mid to to low range. Do, would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you should, uh, always. you should always be doing yeah. that, but, um, but you know, projected ownership is, there's some deviation there. It's not going to be dead on. Yeah. Even if you make your own, you're not going to be dead on. Um, so like, like for example, like I have, it's right in front of me. I have not 12% in burger at 11. That yeah. Could be flipped or three points wrong one way or another. So it's not like I'm going to live or die by, by that but like harris english i have higher than that and you're you know if your narrative is right now you're looking at he let's say he ends up at 20 which he has in the past if you pivot off of him to mm, joel damon or max homa or somebody like that now you're getting you know three times the leverage on ownership there yep or four or five yeah and um it is funny too uh Osimo and his top um, uh, top golfers tool, um, which I shouldn't you know give away all the goods, but uh, he he has a new leverage score, which I assume is just looking at ownership, you know, relative to projection. And he has Harris English as the lowest rated leverage score right now, <laughs> which I I think now makes sense. There is one piece, one data point though that what do you what do you think about about this with your narrative? Uh, I saw draft cheat touted him. Draft so, cheat cheated Harris English. So what does that do? Yeah, yeah, bring it up. Uh, what does that do in your equation? Is that a, is that because he's running hot in MMA, right? Yeah, he's real. This is a real heat check moment for draft cheat right now after this MMA run. Uh, was let's see. He was he was making fun of um, Maddox. Uh, there it is. Oh, here we go. If Harry to make the cut, I will grow my hair out. Um, that's also very poetic. Make the cut um, and then not growing out your hair. Um, the ultimate, oh, yeah. not making the cut. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand uh, with Davis. I'm gonna stand with uh, fading Harris English here. I don't know about you. 
There's, yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them in some, like right now, fifteen percent. But I don't know what's gonna happen when wow, I. Wow, you're okay. You're on team draft sheet here. It sounds like I'm on. Yeah, team. Uh, even with the field or something, he he has a fifty-eight percent chance of uh, making the cut. So okay. I don't know if I would make a bet. <laughs> where I have to grow my hair out. Not that I could, but <laughs> if I did have hair, the, I mean, Maddox's hair is down to his like chest now. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's gone full, full Jesus mode on us. I'm uh, every day. My wife is getting more and more insistent on letting her cut my hair and I continue to hold strong, but she's, she's very persuasive right now. She's saying that, she just will just take the littlest bit off just to prove to me that she's competent. But doesn't that sound like a slippery slope? I guess. I mean, can't if she screws it up, can't she just go shorter to the barber? That's that's her that's her pitch. And I'm like, well, why don't I just go to the to the barber myself? You know, um, this is how de- I you know you know confession. I actually don't go to a barber because I don't get my hair cut. Um, enough to justify going to a barber. So I have to go to a salon and they're of course closed, but I, I tracked down the lady or one of the ladies who's cut my hair on Instagram slid into those DMS. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> hope this isn't awkward. But like, and I didn't know how to word it. Cause I was like, I wanted to say, are you doing any under the table haircuts or anything? But then I was like, no, no, no don't write under the table haircuts. Right. So I was just like, Hey, uh, I was just wondering if you're taking on any um, personal clients independent of the salon. Um, I would give you truckloads of money for a haircut. You know what, Brian? She didn't reply. Smart. I mean, people <laughs> have been losing their license, unfortunately, for giving people haircuts in their own home. Is that true? Yeah. It's happened she- like, at least once. Yeah. So, I mean, she's. Uh, this was a test. I wanted to see what her character was, and she passed it. And uh, do hairstylists have to get license? license? What's that? I said, why do they have to get licenses to begin with? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, side note. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm holding out for now, but uh, I will probably be joining you with a fresh cut here in the next couple of weeks, one Tom, way or another. Thomas says in the, in our chat, Jennings boy, is that uh, in reply to Harris English? Does, does, does CSU like, Harris English. I, I think Thomas wrote that when we were listing off the the Horschel, uh, Benny Ann, Ken, Kevin Na uh, crew. So, but I don't know which one, uh, Thomas. If you want to clarify for that, then we can know specifically who to fade. That would be great. <laughs> who's uh, your Who's your next guy? Okay. Oh, for my exposures. Yeah, unless you were head some no. other direction you wanted to go. No, no, no. Yeah, let me uh, let me get it back up here. My next guy is. Someone I know golf Twitter does not like, uh, Jason Day. Oh, yeah. No, do not like Jason Day. <laughs> I told you about, even though I have 10% of them here, I um, uh, I told you that he, when he, he, he didn't play that one tournament in Disney, in yeah. Disney World, and then went to Disney World, like he, he left because his back hurt or something. And then he yeah. got caught on camera. There it is. Right, this Disney this is the iconic photo, right? <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> or someone, yeah, it looks like someone. Oh, sounded like a ride. That is a ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty legendary there. Him uh, and Louis Oosties at dropout. It feels like 15, 20% of the contest. Yeah. So uh, are you are you a Jason Day hater? I don't know. I, I, I usually do take them. I like to gamble, but I mean, he is, he does kind of piss me off. I've lost with him so many times now. This is the thing in, I mean, you, uh, you're pretty good at separating your biases, but I literally, I have no biases because I don't follow and sweat golf that hard. So I don't have any visceral reactions to a lot of these guys. So maybe I'm just, I'm waiting to be taught a lesson by Jason Day here. Um, no, but you just have uh, Twitter tout biases where if you see too many, too many DFS touts touting somebody up, you you, you want to f- immediately fade them. That's my galaxy brain; it kicks in. I don't know. You're you're starting to convince me. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I mean, by, by the end of the show, I want your Harris English exposure, you know, at least sub 10%. Uh, um, we got Eli Reasons um, talking about his exposures. Is 97% enough exposure for Brooks Kepka? Don't want to be underweight. Wow. Okay, you're not going to be underweight, that's for sure. I, I mean, he's he's probably joking, but uh, I am I'm, – I'm only at 6% and I don't even know if I want that much. Yeah. I'm um, at 5% right now. He is in the, the, the odds game, not looking good compared to comparable gal- golfers in head to head or just winning or anything. And it's not a major, uh, if we're going to go down narrative street, he's like the, 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 the man who steps up in majors and then plays like garbage in non-majors. Yeah, but, you know that could just be randomness. Yeah, I mean, what talented, and he had like a wrist injury or something like that. But now he's had three months to recoup. So what? What ownership do you have, Kepka? At? Like ten, ten, nine. Yeah. So you yeah, have? you would uh, you would be extremely over the field there with with ninety ninety seven percent ownership. Um, yeah, I mean, at 9,700, um, I guess the one thing you got going for it is Webb Simpson is going to be one of the chalkiest guys on the slate. Um, so if you're looking to pivot away from that in that price range from 98 to 9,700, um, that could make some sense. But you also have a lot of other good plays in that range. Xander, uh, how do you even say that name? Shoffley. Shoffley. Um, yes, Eli, uh, just, he got the confirmation he needed. He is bumping the exposure to 98. That's what you do. You zig when we zag, that's how you win. Zach Fisher says thoughts on stacking tea times. Yeah, this is a good question. Uh, what do you say, Brian? Weather is the only reason to stack tea times in Mm -hmm. my opinion. And it's supposed to be nice the next two days. Yep. So don't. This isn't this isn't like actually hey God real quick side tour here uh, I think you you had posted on Twitter the the Bush brothers having a high correlation have you been um, uh, doing the Bush brother correlation in your NASCAR lineups not uh, I, I wish I I well if I did today I'm gonna lose because it doesn't matter Kyle Bush is actually creeping up it looks like oh um, you're right He's up to actually, I think I only did the correlations in my model one race Um, okay i'm not sure i only had 40 race sample size and it's kind of annoying to set it up so i'm not like super confident in it yeah um and i don't know a ton about nascar so like if these guys like switch teams and stuff like that i might have the wrong guy in the wrong team (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to need to do even more research so yeah i've done it the last couple of times but that's what showed. The Bush brothers were the highest correlated uh, NASCAR racers, even though they're not on the same team. Yeah. The last NASCAR race on Sunday was one of my like worst DFS ROIs in a long time. I mean, I, I think I was like 1% recouped because I had zero Harvick. And it looks like he's putting me in a body bag again because I don't have much of him and he's in third. Yeah, Logano's still holding there. Johnson's putting me in a body bag. I think I faded him. Yeah. Um, there. He was down. He was down low. What happened to Keselowski? You said something with his car. Yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. But is he out? Is he? Uh, I see him in twenty first, but I can't. It oh, says he's okay. what thirteen seconds behind. Oh, so he's back on the lead lap. All right, there you go. They must. So you're been. saying there's a chance. It looks like it. Um, the problem is you can't get any lead laps. You need those lead laps with those high price guys, and when yeah. his car screws up, that really. Well, that's why we are done with Crash Car and we were focused on golf. Are there any th- other things that you are factoring in? Zach had mentioned um, tee times. I mean, the the thing that I'm always wondering is the kind of studs and duds approach versus more smoothed out. I assume you're just letting your model and projections take care of that. But do you put any additional uh, thought into that? No, I don't. I don't do. I don't like studs and duds and as like a is like a game theory strategy in general in any sport but i'm saying you you're saying your lineups won't have any like studs and dudsy type profiles oh they will yeah and the yeah. 150 there'll be a there'll be some in there but i'm not like consciously trying to force anything yeah any like, uh, the the middle of the road 
six or stud and stud six, just whatever, whatever it spits out is what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yep. Here's, here's some, uh, some guys, some interesting guys. So Ricky Fowler is going to be pretty low owned too. Yeah. He's kind of another one of the, I don't know, bottom tier of the studs, I would say, if you can get him, get him in there. So he's another like Brooks Kapka type of guy who could, uh, um, you know, theoretically win it at low ownership, but the odds aren't looking good for him. Um, Jordan Spieth is kind of Ooh. a big one, and he's in the DFS world. So, like, you would want to fade him because uh, – actually, I don't know if you'd want to fade him because he's kind of like – kind of gets shit on mainly, I think, in the DFS tout world. So maybe he's, he should be your guy. I, I have 2% Jordan Spieth right yeah. now, so – I'm on I'm, the fade. I'm I'm probably going overweight on Spieth. Yeah. Um, and he's been you know playing like garbage, but hey, he's got three months off. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I have a decent amount of Fowler. I have him at 21 percent right now. Um. I'm liking those guys. Kind. I have like a uh, a lot of my highest like Jason Day, Tony Finau, Xander, Ricky Fowler. Um. I think I have a lot of guys kind of in that mid eight uh to low nine range okay and so you're fading rom then i'm assuming justin thomas uh yeah i don't have hardly any justin Th- i'm down at 14 percent. justin thomas it's my whole thing is like really tightly concentrated like um like most of my guys are like between 14 and 25 percent um what would you have rory at he's my one high guy 31 percent okay um what about who was I looking at here? Patrick Reed. Reed, I do not think I have much of him. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. What do you have? I have 19% right now. Um, yeah, I'm at 3%, so I'm way under there. Yeah, so you're taking some stands. Yeah. I Which think – Good. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely getting away from the – any of the the chalkier stuff uh right now but hey i don't know what i'm doing so um (laughs) but i do i do i i have i like the idea of like golf feels like a really nice palate cleanser right now after coming off of mma lol nascar like all these like heavy duped not too many combination sports like this is fun i mean we have like near infinite amount of combinations like on a slate like this yeah for sure uh the millie maker is going to be have some dupes but yeah generally speaking and i think golf's a great sweat from you get four full days of watching your guys yeah the there's the friday night cut sweat too so you kind of get two sweats you gotta get your guys through and then you know make it through sunday sorry i just got a cramp i was like Oh, I, I just didn't want you to think I was having a visceral reaction to you talking about what a great sweat it was. <laughs> like hey, this guy, this guy hates. Uh, like, oh yeah, talk about how good that Friday sweat is. Um, um, Victor Hovland's a stud. I love yeah, who, who are your who are your guys that you do have some some golf bias for? You know, I, I'm just I guess like everyone else. Everyone loves rookies. You know what I mean? Young guys. Yeah. I feel I feel like Victor Hovland and Matt Matthew Wolf, um, Scotty Scheffler, um, who's another young stud. That's I mean these a lot of these guys are just pretty young anyways. Sung J M, but it feels like he's been playing for a decade. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Neiman, who I mentioned earlier, he's got a ton of talent. He's like nineteen too, maybe twenty now at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of like the the stud young guys. Nice. And you know, if you if you go back three years ago or maybe four at this point, John Rahm was kind of in that in that range. Yeah. Now, now he costs eleven four. Yep. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, he's yeah. definitely risen up the ranks. Should we uh, Should we build a little lineup here? We can uh, bat it back and forth with uh, you know jamming the guys that our, our exposures kind of reflect and, and seeing what we come up with a, a hybrid brick revert Z top lineup. Let's do it. Uh, a lineup for the people. Um, Tyler hops in the Periscope chat. Uh, y'all do LOL already. We did talk about it a, a little bit, but we can uh, we can finish with that after we build a PGA lineup. If you guys have any more 
uh, questions about League of Legends on Friday. Um, all right, why don't we kick things off with you? I will give you the the power um, to see which direction we take this lineup. Okay, let's see here. Let's start. With, I you start. stay Harris English. I'll I'll I'll, I'll log out right now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it. I won't do it. <laughs> Uh, I can't do Jordan Spieth now either. Um, I mean, I, I'd at least allow that. Let's do let's do this. How about this? We'll set some rules. So okay. it's got to be under fifty thousand salary. Well, the, the come on, of course. This we, is for a million, right? Yeah, and um, yes, I will enter this lineup with crowns at the conclusion of this uh, this this build. And let's say total total ownership has to be under. Uh, how contrarian do we want to go here? So I was looking at mine. Uh, for a lot of mine, were in the um, like fifty-five to sixty range. Yeah. What What if we go like under forty? Okay, so we're getting really contrarian. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah, can spend yeah. the salary, but we'll just go contrarian. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have like a little middle ground there. Eli, Eli says, can you include Brooks in it? I need some framework for my I 100 Brooks in there. <laughs> um, that would be, we might have to go back. So we're going to throw some out, and we probably might have to go back to make it all fit with these rules. And let's, let's you'll, we'll work off of your ownership. So you can, guys, I put in, you can kind of, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll add it up on the side here. Um, Okay, um, I want to go with Benny Ann or Victor Hovland or Sung J M. Let's do Victor Hovland after I touted him up. That's there it is. You heard it. Brian touted it. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with my guy then that I'm taking a stand on this week. We got to get my Poulter exposure up a little bit oh, here. Man, I don't want that piece of garbage in my. <laughs> This is teamwork, man. Actually, I probably should have not put him in this, considering I already have a lot and I should be diversifying. But you're doing it for the brand. Maybe I associate myself with Ian Poulter. Okay. Well, we're, we're right now we're well under the forty percent threshold. What? What? Do I, I have Poulter at three percent. Yeah. Okay. That's uh. And okay, what's our? Okay, we got plenty of salary to spare too. Hang on, can I actually? I do want to uh, uh, mention uh, Ben Rossa had written up uh, Ian Poulter. And uh, yeah, just want to drop in this stat. Um, he's found the weekend in seven straight PGA Tour events. So uh, all you guys with your hairy English percent to make the cut, put that in your pipe and smoke it. He he has been playing well. He he was kicked off the tour from for performing. You know, you have to perform or you get replaced by guys on the uh, uh, Corn Ferry Tour, the minor league. Yeah. And he was off the tour, but – one of his buddies on the tour like added up his points from the season. They calculated it wrong. PJ calculated it wrong. And so he submitted the new calculation and it kept him on the, from being cut off the tour by like a point. And then he went on this tear. That's why there was a hanging Chad. You need to do a recount. Ian Poulter's back in the mix, baby. All right. Um, hmm. We got Nicholas Gammon joining us in the chat. What's up? Let's see here. Oh, God. I'm looking at Dustin Johnson, Fino. I feel like we could spend a little bit at this point. Yeah, I mean, you got to spend money to make money. You're not putting Jason Day in this bullshit, right? (laughs) I already see see it coming. Yeah, this is your chance to kind of box me out here with a pick. All right. Yeah, well. You don't trust me on my own accord. No, I think I feel like the day's coming in. Let's do – you know, let's do Benny Ann. Okay. All right. What uh, what projected ownership do you have him at? I have him at uh, twelve. We got Nicholas cranking out that CSGO. I mean, if I didn't know better, I might be concerned about what that means. Um. All right. Let's see here. We have sixteen percent left to spend. With three players, okay, and we we are um, we filled our kind of you know quote unquote pump play quota. We got ninety one three three average remaining per player for three. 
we mentioned him before. I think this is a, a mid-range guy that you're more okay with as opposed to Jason Day. How about a little Ricky Fowler love? Okay. Can you All mess right. with that? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Yeah. And That's, what do you have him at for percentage? For percentage owned or percentage used? Uh, owned. Owned nine. Okay. And are you, did, you, did you say you are overweight on him? No, I'm uh, just under the field. Well, good. I want to get you back up to uh, on par with the field here. Yeah, it's kind of tough to get over the field on those top guys and keeping all these rules. So we only have seven percent ownership left in two spots. We might have to change this. Well, you're—I mean, forty percent. That was aggressive. That is pretty low. I mean, anyone above that? Yeah, we won't even. We'll be so far underneath the salary that the lineup is gonna be dead at this point yeah you let's, you let's, really put baby in a corner with this to, yeah we might have to switch some switch some of this up so let's go dustin johnson okay and he's at 11 percent owned so we're we're over but we're gonna have to come back and uh probably change some of these guys we got nick suggesting uh us jamming jazz jenna hanad i had him I had him, that son of a bitch. I had him uh, uh, in the Millie t- last year or two years. I think it was last year. I think it was the, the British, the Open. Yeah. And uh, going into Sunday, I had I was second in the Millie. And in the big one, I was first, second, and third. Like I had like, like, I had like three quarters of the whole, all the money, right? Yeah. Like millions. And Jazz was in my lineup, and I think he went plus twelve on the Sunday. And a couple of my other guys shit the bed too, and I ended up losing money on the slate overall. That's DFS for you, man. One day, Jazz. Yeah, you get triggered just at the mere mention of him. Um, Eli says, "You know who'd fit perfectly in this lineup?" I, I first thought he meant. Kepka, but he does not fit. I think he's saying Jason Day. Ugh. <laughs> um, but you're saying what is it? Fowler and Johnson have too much ownership, or is it Benny Ann that's that's killing us? We're already over forty percent, so Benny Ann probably needs to go. But why don't you pick a guy and then we'll adjust? Okay. Um, let me so look. You, you, you can't some. take. You can't take Kucher. You can take Scheffler, I guess, but that's kind of 4,900 would be sitting there. Yeah. How about I need to save us some percentage here. Um, okay. Let me uh, let me check my exposure. I want to make sure I actually have some faith in this guy. I believe uh, – did you put a – did you put um, a restriction on the average age of our lineup? Steve's Stricker? Is that I what you're doing? Vierick. How oh, else do you Stricker's older than Vierick. Okay. I, I just I could be completely wrong, but I thought in my head Vierick was pretty old. He's old. Okay, yeah, 50. And and what is Poulter? He's like 42 or 3, I think. Okay, 44. All right. 44. What do you think of Vierick? Um... I haven't he really had a rough, rough go of it. Let me see if let me see what I get. I have to scroll all the way down. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I guess I have him at four percent owned. Uh, yeah, but I do. Um, right now I'm I'm not hating him. I have him I, in lineups. I have him at sixteen in sixteen percent of my lineups, and yeah, so I was trying to find us a guy that I liked, but that was super low owned. Fifty years old. I mean, th- this is the geriatric squad, man. Well, if you if you want Jim Furyk, <laughs> your pick. Then we'll, we'll have to switch. We'll have to switch Wait, somewhere here. else. Let me let me do a little narrative for you right here. All these young cats during quarantine, they've lost focus, man. They're playing video games. They're eating Cheetos. Not these old guys like Furyk and Poulter, man. They're dialed in. They got their routines, okay? They've been getting up early, hitting the links, getting those strokes and those reps in. Jim Furyk and Ian Poulter, that's a combo that's going to lead us to a million dollars, Brian. Okay. All right. All right. So we need... If we take out um, Benny on, can we fit in Bryson? 
88. Uh, no, so we're Bryson's. We're way short of that. Okay, he's 10-1. Uh, so that puts us in the Finau, Scheffler, Jason Day. Well, Lowry, Lowry would fit in the ownership. Ooh, okay. You met. What did you say? You mentioned Lowry earlier, right? You said he was one year more. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I've just been listening to too many touts today. I can't keep track who touted him. I have him just like at four percent for the field and a, a little bit under that for me, three percent for me. So, okay, but he's low on. Um, what are we looking at here? So Jim Furyk. Oh my god, that I think that puts us right in the uh, the sweet spot. Forty percent. Forty percent. Forty nine eight salary used. What are the odds that this is duped in the Millie Maker? Um, well, let's see. It's probably pretty low. Some product is, uh, this lineup's fire, man. It's just, just <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone's going to have fear culture <laughs> the same lineup. Those are my guys, dude. I touted it. No one else in the industry has the stones to tell a Poulter Furyk stack. All right. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think this. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're in danger of being duped here. Yeah. If uh, oh, Eli, uh, the chat though, they're duping it because the people are tailing us. Hundred percent odds he gets duped now because it's in by one fifty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, but I. As long as it's chopped with Lowell's, uh, the Lowell's community, I'm a, I'm okay with that. Okay, fair uh, enough. Am I am I going to ship you ten bucks on PayPal and we split this? Or yeah, or, or? yeah, yeah. We, uh, we you don't have to ship it to me, but yes, it is understood that we are we are chopping this next week. We'll 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 alternate um, weeks with crowns. Uh, you know, registering a, a Lowell's lineup that we have fifty percent of. Okay, perfect. Um. Okay, guys. Um, Tyler, I know you were in the chat um, for asking about League of Legends. If you do have that question, get it get it over. Otherwise, I mean, we just made the nuts for golf. Uh, Nicholas Gammon, he was he was in here talking about CSGO. He said, you guys got this. Wish I knew something about golf. Don't worry, brother. I don't either. Uh, won't play a game if I can't watch it. Well, you, you can watch golf. Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but it is. I agree with Brian. It's a good sweat because... I don't even watch it, um, me personally, on like, you know, Thursday, Friday, but I like looking at the cut odds. You kind of sweating that and then throwing it on on Sunday. If you got a lineup there that's in the mix, that's a nice sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the PGA sweat. Unless my teams just completely tank, don't even make the cut. I still watch golf on Sunday. Though. That's one sport I still. Yeah. I still it's going to be, uh, it'll be nice to have that back. It'll feel, uh, that that's it's just wild because we we reference this a lot, but our first Lowell show we had it was the Wednesday night, the Rudy Gobert night. That was our our debut episode, minus the other hundred episodes we had done before that. And then we had there was what was it the PGA Championship was that weekend where it got canceled after like a round? It was the players the champion. players championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hideki Matsui like broke the course record or something, and then. It didn't count. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, we had a question here um, from Tyler, League of Legends. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have we have nine likes. Um, I think we need this up to 15 likes at least before we answer this question. But while you guys are smashing that like button, I will read Tyler's question. What general strategy do you employ for League of Legends lineups? Stacking top mids with junglers. ADCs with sups. Oh man, I'm I'm rusty on my stacking. Uh, I think I know Brian's answer, but I will toss this over to him. What do you think it is? <laughs> um, I don't think that you um, worry about any positional stacking. The only you know stacking you're worried about is on a team level. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Like it just turns out that I'm not going to stack a bunch of tops and supports. Because they're just they, they don't have a high ceiling. There's not a lot of deviation in their points. 
Um, but I mean, I have, I, th- I mean, I think every guy who plays 150 has at some point, no teams, obviously he didn't put that in there. Yeah. But yeah. I would be more concerned with getting your, you know, if it, let's say you're going to play 150 lamps, getting your mix of four, three, four, two, and three, three ones, um, unique enough to where you're, you're not a hundred duping. Yeah. You know, with, with 20% of your lineups. And, and don't you say too, like. You, you have to, you know, ask yourself, you know, and it, especially based on the contest that you're in, like, you know, what your goal is. Like, if you do want to play the highest, you know, correlated uh, stuff, the, the four threes, and you don't want to think about getting too contrarian, then you need to be in the smaller 20 max single entry stuff where you can kind of get away with that. But if you're gunning for these top prizes, like, you have to be open to some four, two, ones, three, three, ones, because otherwise it's going to be dupe city. And you also have to be willing to stomach the fact that like, you're going to have some losing weeks with these four threes, just completely taking it down because that's what are the strongest correlations. Yeah. And, and not only, uh, with you, the, what slate are you on? Were you playing the two gamer tonight or the five gamer tomorrow or Friday? Um, you know, that, that changes things too. the two gamers. Like you're just going to, there's only so the game's broken. Like I said, there's only so contrarian you should you should you can get within reason, but that is so much more important in League of Legends than whether you want to f- make your top and mid with a jungler. Like in his question, like that's so secondary to you don't want to have your lineup dupe 150 times and just donating rake to DraftKings. Yeah, I actually feel like we should make it our goal on every show to say assistant to the regional captain. Um, and this is the perfect segue to it. Yes. Uh, DraftKings, if you're watching, we need to fix League of Legends DFS while you're at it. Let's do this for MMA. Just add a captain for everything. But we yep. need multiple captains. We need the regional captain and the assistant to the regional captain. Make it happen. Yes. Agreed. Um. All right, guys, this was very fun. Thank you guys for uh, joining us this week, and uh, good luck with all of your Crash Car, your KBO, your CSGO, your Aussie Leagues football, your PGA, your League of Legends, your MMA. Brian, dare I say, DFS is back. It is. should be fun. Good luck, everybody. All right, we'll see you guys next week.